In love, we find out who we want to be. In war, we find out who we are. Welcome to the Under the Cover of Night podcast with Javen and Lauren. Today, we're going to be talking about skill focus, which includes setting, character, figurative language, etc. And we're going to be reading some excerpts from the book. So, Javen? So, my excerpt is from 514, and it says. The siren went off at 3.30 a.m., as it did every morning for roll call. Like her nine buckmates, Isabel slept in every bit of clothing she had. Ill-fitting shoes and underwear, the baggy striped dress with her prisoner identification number sewn on the sleeve, but none of it provided warmth. She tried to encourage the women around her to hold strong, but she herself was weakening. It had been a terrible winter. All of them were dying, some quickly, of typhus and cruelty, and some slowly of starvation and cold, but all were dying. So that has a lot of good stuff in it. So it's got some setting in there. It says that the siren went off at 3.30 a.m. That's an eerie time of night, for sure. So that sets the reader up to feel that way, to feel eerie. And then it also talks about ill-fitting shoes and underwear Everything that she was wearing didn't provide any kind of warmth to her, and it also talks about how cold it was. So, it's definitely cold, and it's early in the morning, so that's some setting. And it also talks about character of Isabel. It says that Isabel tries to encourage the women around her to hold strong, so that shows that she's determined and headstrong, and that she is a team player for sure. But it also says that she's weak, physically weak and mentally weak. And all of them are dying, so there's not. You have to be mentally strong to be able to push through that when everyone else around you is dying. Yeah. So, I think that's what I got out of that. That's what uh, life was like in the concentration camps. She, what had happened to her? She, um... She was a prisoner of war, so they sent her to the concentration camps, and now she's been in there for a little bit. She, yeah, she's been in there for a long time. Yeah. This was actually a jump from the word, the paragraph before. It jumps here past a whole winter, so it was a whole season jump, and it starts at 3.30 in the morning in this concentration camp where everyone's dying. Yeah. Okay, I have another one for from 272 page 272 it started to rain a gnashing wind swept up from the valley below slamming into the party walking single file it turned the rain into freezing shards that attacked their exposed skin isabel began to shiver uncontrollably her breath came out in a great heaving gasp and she still she climbed up 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 past the tree line Ahead, someone made a yelping sound and fell hard. Isabel couldn't see who it was. The night had closed around them. The man in front of her stopped. She ran back into his back and he stumbled sideways, fell into a boulder and cursed. Don't stop, men, Isabel said, trying to keep the spirit in her voice. This is when um, Isabel is referred to as the Nightingale. Everyone is searching for the German, the Nazis are all searching for her because she is helping um, down pilots. Down pilots and 
prisoner of, of wars of war escape back to um Freeland. Yeah, Freeland, so that they can continue fighting for France and fighting against the Nazis. So. And they have to climb the Pyrenees Mountains to yeah. get through it. And she she was taught the route, and she's climbed like so many. She climbs so many times throughout the whole book, and each time she takes men up and over there, and it's like a dangerous journey and everything. But it just kind of shows that she. The airmen are kind of like, at first, they're kind of like, oh, you're a woman, how are you going to show us the way? But then they're the ones that are scared, and she's the one that's, like, strong-spirited. Yeah, they definitely doubt her in the beginning. Yeah, they doubt her so much, and then they learn that, like, she's the nightingale. And they're like, but you're a woman. They think, the Germans think the nightingale is a man the whole time, but it's actually Isabel. Because they cannot get over the fact that a woman could do that. But then, towards the end, they figure out that she actually is and that's how she ends up in a concentration camp yeah from the earlier yeah thing that she read um there's also a lot of figurative language in this book so much but i like this one um okay so basically in this one not to spoil the book or anything i guess but I guess if you read this book, you're going to be listening to this. Um, Rachel, which is Vianne's best friend, tries to escape to free land because they're Jewish. And they're about to cross this like border, I guess you could say. And a German just starts firing a machine gun at the crowd. So Rachel and her... She has her little baby and then her little daughter, Sarah, which is like, she's really young too. Sarah get, dies and gets hit in the chest, like shot, like so many bullet holes in her chest. The baby survives. And then this simile says when she's like reacting to her, she hasn't like taken in her daughter's death yet. She's in shock, I guess. Like she's not even crying. She's just like, oh, whatever. Cause I mean, if your kid dies right there, you're not gonna be. You're going to be in shock. And the simile says, Rachel drew a breath as clattery as broken glass and leaned forward to kiss Sarah's cheek. And then, and then Sarah's passes away. That's really sad. I cried so bad. I really did too. Yeah. So I just said that like Rachel's despair of her child's death can be heard and felt through Vianne because Vianne is the one looking at her. It's from Vianne's point of view. So she can feel the pain that Rachel feels. Sorry about another announcement. <laughs> Wells, please report to Mr. Stevens' office. Aiden Wells, please report to Mr. Stevens' office. Any final thoughts? Also, any golfers today, please report to Mr. Stevens' office. Any boys or girls golfers? I'm a golfer. Thank you for repeating that five times, yeah. Mr. Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> we really want to go off. Okay. Final thoughts. My final thoughts are that this book is very long, but long for a reason. It has a lot within it. It has a lot of descriptive language, which helps you understand it and makes you more attached to these characters. And 
the characterization of these characters also makes you love them so much because they're so complex. That's my final thoughts. Yeah, it's very slow at the beginning, but Kristen Hannah really like, she'll put everything at once. Like everything happens at once. And it's just thing after thing after thing. Like you're not like, it's like four climaxes at the same time until you reach like the end. Because there's a lot in this book that, I don't know, rereading it is kind of like, you're like, oh, I didn't notice that before. Yeah, there's so much in the book that it's easy to miss the first time. Yeah. So I am kind of glad we're reading it a second time yeah. to figure out what we missed and understand it even better. Yeah. So that's all we have for skills. So we'll see you on the next one. Bye.